Narada continued, Desiring to enjoy loving pastimes, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, the Master of Goloka, within whom all incarnations of God rest, descends there at the end of Dwarpa Yuga, taking all his incarnations into himself, leaving Vaikuntha and the other spiritual worlds with all their paraphernalia, leaving the devoted goddess of fortune and his own transcendental opulences far behind, and ignoring all his beloved servants, like myself, he goes there. Sanatana Goswami explains that the there is Mathura Gokul in the material world. In Mathura Braj, which is not easy to attain, he enjoys transcendental pastimes with others, his proper companions there, as much as he desires. With a mercy never shown before, he revealed the glories of Mathura Gokul to the devotees fortunate to have firm devotion for him. You will see these things even the Lord of Vaikuntha has never seen in Vaikuntha Loka. Seeing the sweetness and glory of the Lord, saintly persons from different planets describe, each according to his own idea, the Lord who has descended to Mathura city. Some sages say he is the hero of Vaikuntha. Others say he is the thousand-headed Lord Ananta. Others, he is Lord Vishnu, and still others that he is Kshirodakshai Vishnu, while others say he is Lord Keshava. Sanatana Goswami explains that because Lord Krishna is their source, all the incarnations of God joined with him when he descended to the material world. The incarnations were therefore absent from their particular planets in the spiritual world, and the residents of those spiritual planets each thought that the Lord of their planet had descended to the material world. That is why the sages had different opinions of the identity of Lord Krishna. That Lord Krishna is the source of all incarnations is confirmed in the Srimad Bhagavatam 1.3.28. Nara continued, The truth is, that the Lord of Goloka eternally manifests on the earth his own abode and pastimes. Here there is no outsider. Uddhava is dear to the people there, and you were born there. Therefore, I will reveal to you a secret. Sanatana Goswami explains that here refers to Uddhava's home, and that Narada will now tell the secret he had previously described as a jewel he kept hidden in the box of his heart. In Mathura Brajabhumi, the Lord's ultimate opulence, mercy, handsomeness, glory, sweetness, charming pastimes, and submission to his devotees is manifest. The Lord's virtues made Nanda's cow pasture a place of transcendental pastimes, and a glance of Vaikuntha's queen made it a place of all opulences. Here, Sanatana Goswami quotes the Srimad Bhagavatam 10, 5, 18. O Maharaj Prikit, the home of Nanda Maharaj is eternally the abode of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and his transcendental qualities. 
and it therefore is always naturally endowed with the opulence of all wealth. Yet, beginning from Lord Krishna's appearance there, it became the place for the pastimes of the goddess of fortune. Narada continued, Any tree there can fulfill all the desires of they who ask. Still, they can never produce great opulences, for that would obstruct the Lord's pastimes. Sanatana Goswami explains that there the Lord enjoys pastimes as an ordinary person, and that great opulences would only be an obstruction. The trees, however, do offer many nice flowers, fruits, and other things, as described in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 10.22.34. With their leaves, flowers, fruits, shade, roots, bark, wood, fragrance, sap, ashes, pulp, and sprouts, these trees fulfill all desires. Narada continued, To a demoness that only pretended to be a devotee, he gave the status of being his mother. In his pastimes, to his friends and relatives, and even to the demons who hate the devotees, he gave liberation. He allowed himself to be bound at the waist to a grinding mortar with a cow rope. He enthusiastically danced and performed in many ways, at the request of the women of Braj. Who can describe the glory of his handsome form? I will describe it as far as I have the power. Seeing the wonder of it, the cows, birds, trees, and vines all became filled with ecstatic love. O oh, dear one, he became a thief that robbed the peacefulness of many girls whose feet are worshipped by saintly women and who have beauty, noble character, virtues, and saintly deeds more glorious than the great goddess of fortune. Gazing at him, they cursed the blinking of their eyelids. They cursed the creator, Brahma, and praised the thousand-eyed Indra. They wish all their senses were eyes. No one in all the worlds is like them. How can I describe the glory of Brajabhumi, where the Lord revealed a handsome form he did not show in any other place. The Lord's form is the resting place of the charm of childhood. It is eternally worshipped by the pastimes of youth. It eternally rests on his handsome teenage years. Its transcendental virtues are newer and newer at every moment. Sanatana Goswami explains that the Lord's childhood is characterized by his delicateness and restlessness, his youth by his many expert skills, and his teenage years by his handsomeness and other virtues. What he had never done before in any other circumstances, he now did. In his pastimes as a handsome child in Braj, he performed tasks that were impossible before. Sanatana Goswami explains that what the Lord was not able to do before as Lord Nishringa, Lord Ramachandra, or in so many of its other forms, he now did as a child in Braj. 
although it is always very fond of the sweetness there, my tongue is terrified to dive into the nectar ocean of the Lord's pastimes. This person is not qualified to do this task. Whose heart will not become charmed when his ears once drink the nectar of the Lord's pastimes? My restless tongue is no longer shy. Now it yearns to drink that nectar. When he was a three-month-old infant, lying down on his bed, with his soft foot, he broke a great cart. When he was just a child that cried for breast milk, he twice showed his mother the universe from within his mouth. May his pastimes of killing Trinavarta, crawling on the ground, pleasing the gopis, and stealing milk protect you. May his pastime of carefully looking here and there in fear of his mother or in fear of the gopis' rebukes, his pastime of being curious to eat clay, and his pastime of playing with his mother as she churned yogurt, protect me. Sanatana Goswami explains that as his mother churned yogurt, child Krishna would playfully grab the churning stick. The Lord's pastimes of crying, breaking yogurt jars, stealing butter from jars hanging from ropes, fleeing in fear of his mother and looking about with restless, frightened eyes, are very wonderful. May his pastime of dragging the grinding mortar his mother tied to his waist with a rope, breaking the Arjuna trees, and then, in that condition, giving them benedictions, charm my heart. May he who enjoys pastimes of herding the calves in Vrindavan, who killed Vatsasura and Bakasura, who is the first teacher of playing the flute, who is decorated with forest ornaments, and who playfully imitates the sounds of the forest creatures, protect me. I worship the Lord's sweet pastime of going to the Vrindavan forest with his friends and calves, pausing for a moment to think, and then entering the mouth of a great serpent, and doing so many other things. The Lord's pastimes of first a picnic on the grass by the river bank, and then his hand splendid with a mouthful of rice and yogurt. His search for the calves attracts my heart. Seeing the sweetness of these pastimes, the demigod Brahma became bewildered. Who can describe them? Why did the Lord search for his friends and calves as if he had become bewildered? Why did he assume the forms of his calves and boys? Sanatan Goswami explains that by assuming the forms of the boys and calves, Krishna showed his supreme power, and then he also searched for them as if he had become bewildered. This contradiction, that he is simultaneously powerful and bewildered, is the reason for the last two questions of this verse. Understanding the glory of the pastime place Gokul, Brahma respectfully offered prayers to the Lord, the personified nectar of great love. Please worship the Lord's beautiful pastimes where he protected the cows, worshipped his elder brother, glorified the beauty of Vrindavan forest, imitated the singing of bees, and did many other things. Sanatana Goswami explains that some of the other pastimes hinted at here are the Lord's imitating the parrot's conversations, with a deep voice calling the cows from far away, and taking a nap 
on a bed of leaves and flowers. In Talavan, he crushed Dinukasura's relatives. And in the evening, he met the girls of Braj. I cannot properly glorify the Lord's pastimes. I simply bow down to offer respects to them. Overcome with grief and joy, I cannot even remember the pastimes Yasoda's son enjoyed in Kaliya's lake. How can I speak of them? How did the Lord angrily punish that wicked demon? How did he enjoy a festival of dancing on the demon's raised hoods? How did the Lord defeat Kaliya? How was he merciful to him? Even Lord Sesha cannot fully describe this. To the serpent's wives, who offered prayers and worship to the Lord, and to Kaliya also, I offer my respectful obeisances. 